Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. You are listening to Metal Shop's Backstage Best. What's up? We're back. Episode 121 of Metal Shop's Backstage Best. I feel like we've reached a new level of uh, consciousness. <laughs> Did you uh, okay. take mushrooms before the podcast? Maybe. No, no. A new level of consciousness. Uh, my, my name's Ian. That's Kevin Deers. Hi. And Mr. Ryan the Beard. Yo. Uh, dudes, I am addicted to a new, a free game on PlayStation called Fortnite. Ah, oh, yes. The Fortnite. I Playing with the little kids. Dude, it's fucking weird because, like, yeah, uh, I got asked how old I was <laughs> the other day. I told him I was 31, and everybody just started laughing at me. <laughs> And I was like, you mother... God damn it. Everyone's like 13, 14, and they're like killing you on the game? Yes, so they are. Explain this game, dude. So it's just, it's a free like battle royale where there, where there are 99 people all playing in the same game. Nice. And uh, you have to be the last one alive. And I've won one time. I probably played like 30 hours last week. DMG. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think I'm too old to be good at video games now. So just, just stick to yourself, man. Just play by yourself and, and don't get embarrassed by these 12-year-olds. See, I don't think you're too old to play video games. I think you're just too old. I, man, f*** <laughs> off, Greybeard. I'm not going to mention how old I am. Yeah, thanks. Shut up, uh, you 78-year-old f- Santa Claus over here. Hey, I'm the kid in the room. I'm the young one. I got the youth. Uh, you I, look the oldest. I joined the, the sweatpants club this week. Yeah. Nice. I should have been doing this eight years ago. How do you like it? Dude, it, it's changing my life, honestly. Um, I wore sweatpants every day to my day job this week, and, uh, it was awesome. Nobody said anything, and I, uh, yeah, I, I do shipping and receiving. Nobody even commented? Nope, nobody even commented. I wore sweatpants and no underwear. No, I'm just kidding. I did wear underwear, uh, so I did have a little bit of care, but, uh, I wore sweatpants every day of the week, and it was fantastic. Did you change the underwear? I did change the underwear, and I did change the sweatpants. Get that? Okay. Famunda cheese. I have many pairs of sweatpants. I am a sweatpants connoisseur. Uh, talk about your week. I'm going to take off my coat because I'm hot. Ryan, tell me about your week, bro. Uh, I did a bunch of stuff with a bunch of people for a bunch of things. Wow. Sounds productive. Yep, very productive. Congratulations. And the award for vague uh, status update goes to Ryan the Beard. Yep, vague posting today. God, that's so interesting. Wow, man, you did so many things with so many people. Yep. Super busy guy. Lots of fun. So, Pound, you guys are going to be uh, going on tour pretty soon, huh? We're going to be doing stuff. That's awesome. You're working on booking it right now. That's such mm-hmm. a pain in the ass, dude. It is not fun. I am not jealous of you. Yeah, I am. Uh, I feel very fortunate that I have plenty of people within my social circle and that I can reach out to that are willing to help me. And it hasn't been as painful as I thought it was going to be. But, yeah, it's still a pain in the dick. So, uh, my favorite thing uh, on Instagram that I found this week is this guy who's posting all kinds of old photos from the Paradox and Velvet Elvis, and uh, it's this guy who used to book at the Paradox. I think his name is like HXC Indie Hardcore something. I don't know. I'll I'll post it soon, but he definitely has a really cool account because it's just like photos of like Countless Sins, Contingent, Blood Brothers, uh, just like all these old school 
Waxwing. Uh, he posted some pictures of Champion. He posted some pictures of Himsa. Posted uh, Spitting Teeth. Um, Stay Gold pictures. And so it's cool. just really rad. And it's also super funny to see like the old uh, like <laughs> styles of people were like uh, you know like rocking back in the day. And uh, all the like young hardcore kids that I now know as like old guys. Uh, it's just kind of a, a you know like a walk down memory lane seeing like old pictures of botch and like, ble- stuff like that. bleached blonde hair yeah bleached blonde Sideburns. hair big uh, big pants like mosh caps mosh caps or like uh, you know ball chain necklaces and jinko jeans and airwalk shoes and you know there's photos of John Pettibone with a uh, with like a what do you what do you call it like a pompadour nice yeah with like his like uh, greaser pompadour. It was like pre uh, pre eyeliner, pre eyeliner, exactly. So, I don't know. Pretty, just a pretty cool account. I what? didn't get to see any shows this week. Actually, it's been kind of a lull in uh, some local metal shows. But that's fine. We need a break from time to time. What was the name of that Instagram account? Do you remember it? Uh, damn go it! Check it out. I'll check. Uh, I'll get it. We'll go take a look. Yeah, I'll take a look and I'll, I'll get it for you in a minute. All right, uh, gentlemen. Time to catch up a little bit on what's going on in the metal world. Uh, let's let's talk about new Napalm Death. Yeah. See, the thing is, is it's not new, new, but it's sort of new. It's uh, it's an upcoming rarities release. So this was actually a song that was released on the Apex Predator Easy Meat, uh, r- the B sides of it. Oh. And so they have this new record called Coded Smears and More Uncommon Slurs coming out on uh, March thirtieth on Century Media. And oh, it's my birthday. A bunch of it's thirty one songs that are. Uh, were released uh, in rarity form and, and like on B-sides and, and you know stuff like that. But now they're just putting it all together as one record you can pick up. 31 songs, they would. You want to hear a little bit? Yeah, let's check it out. This one's called uh, Oso Sudo. Love it. Those guys are riff masters. Napalm Death is so awesome. I wanted to mention this because we didn't have a podcast last week, and there's a banner ad for it actually on this article that we're looking at. Uh, Last week it was announced that Obituary is coming to town Tuesday, May 22nd at Elcor Zone, and they're bringing kind of unlikely tour mates. Uh, Dust Bowl, the killer thrash band, bringing Skeleton Witch, which is kind of like death black metal, and then uh, Paul Bearer, which is like super melodic doom. So Obituary, Paul Bearer, Skeleton Witch, and Dust Bolt uh, touring the U.S. And uh, again, that's Tuesday, May 22nd at Elcor Zone. Tickets are available now, and uh, we're actually been doing some giveaways for it on uh, Metal Shop. A little something for everyone. Do not miss Dust Bolt. Out of all the bands on that lineup, Dust Bolt is the one that I'm most excited to see. If you have never checked that band out, you are doing yourself a disservice. That's one of the best thrash bands around. You uh, you today. should you should open that show, dude. Hit somebody up. Be like, yo, can we get pound on? Let me get pound on that. Eh, maybe. Nope. All right. Nope. Yo, so I uh, was on Instagram here and I found the guy's account. His name is Wally Young, and uh, he he apparently worked at the uh, Paradox. And his uh, name on Instagram, if you want to follow him, is it's kind of convoluted. NW underscore music underscore scene underscore HXC underscore indie underscore ETC. Are you serious? Yeah. It's a lot of underscores. All right, whatever. Let's give that to you, Wally. Thanks. A lot of really cool photos, man. 
everything from indecision to nine iron spitfire to murder city devils and just uh, a lot of throwback picks here from the northwest it's really cool so one of the most dangerous things you can do as a musician is go on the road like driving is super sketch you, you, you i think uh you're more like one in three people will die in a car crash allegedly or whatever and then like one in a thousand people will die in an airplane crash so just driving around is really rough and we keep hearing about like van accidents we know about like randy Rhodes and the airplane we know about cliff burton and the tour bus and all that and uh, the ghost inside i think in 2015 got into a really gnarly bus accident a couple people died these guys like broke all their bones and the drummer uh actually lost his right leg which uh so he was scary dude it was his drumming leg but he's back, and uh, and I'm gonna try and pronounce this. You you tried earlier, Andrew. To <laughs> God damn, Zaxic. Andrew Zaxic, exactly. Zaxic. Yeah, he just put out a new EP, a one man thing. So he did all the, the guitars, the the bass, and the drums. It's pretty cool. His band is called One Decade, and it's a uh, instrumental kind of gent music. Really cool. And uh, their EP is called Decade One Decade Depth. And uh, let's check it out. Ryan, what uh, what tuning is that? Can you tell? Nope. Drop Z. No idea. Poop one, note. One decade. He I uh, just put up the uh, I think the whole record streaming for free. So go check that out. Pretty cool stuff. Soulfly's got a new record coming out. Uh, they last put out their record Archangel in 2015. They're working with Josh Wilbur, who worked with Lamb of God, Gojira, All the Remains, and more. And uh, Max Cavalera. It's cool to see them get heavier and uh, you know do more like. To the root stuff. Outgrowing a new metal? <laughs> well, exactly. So uh, he says the new, and this is kind of like an announcement of announcement over to the really cares, but he said the new Soulfly album has a, quote, classic chaos AD feeling to it. That's awesome. So hopefully it's good. That's uh, pretty much all we have to report on that. So Looking maybe later in 2018 we can uh, get our hands on that thing right there. Looks like Ixorder uh, has is back from the grave. They made their official live debut last night. Well, when we say last night, I mean Friday, Somewhere, uh, yeah. February 9th at the St. Vitus Bar in Brooklyn, New York. Sometime I gotta get out there, man. That place looks awesome. Yeah, they have really cool shows. Uh, there's a uh, fan-filmed uh, video footage of it, but Ixorder's lineup now features founding members Vinny LaBella, and uh, Kyle Thomas on vocals, along with uh, Jason Vbricks from Heathen, uh, Marzi Montezeri from uh, X Superjoint Ritual, Phil and Someone the Illegals. That's funny. On guitar, and Sasha Horn forbidden. Um, obviously, Exorder is a band that uh, influ- influenced uh, Pantera to kind of go for you the say. go for the uh, kind of like groove, you know, '90s metal sound. So Exorder, definitely check them out. Their old records like Slaughter at the Vatican. Awesome stuff, and uh, yeah. Speaking of Phil and Summo and the Illegals. Yeah, a couple of stories. Phil, uh, and we, <laughs> one of the weirdest moments I think we ever had was when we asked, when I asked Vinny Paul if there was ever going to be a Pantera reunion, and he just saw his eyes like roll into the back of his head, and he's like, <sighs> okay, no. He said no. His brother, I mean, Dime's gone, you know. Yeah. But 
Phil Anselmo came out this week talking about a potential Pantera reunion on Full Metal Jack. He said, you may ask me why it would be important to me. Well, I, th- I always tell fans it's a two-way street. People come up to me and thank me. Well, right back at him because the band doesn't choose the audience. It's the audience that chooses the band. So, like I said, it's a two-way street. I don't know if I would talk about a real, a real talk, Pantera. He said, uh, you know, it's a huge part of that bigger picture. It's the biggest part of it. We sold the most records. We were the most popular band I've ever been a part of. So to ignore the fan base or deprive the fan base, if they really want such a thing, would hurt my heart. Uh, and he doesn't want to do that. But he said, uh, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Not sure what that means in this situation. Uh, if the fans say no, then consider me very comfortable where I'm at. I mean, the only person that would be able to jump in there would be Zach Wilde, right? That's true. Yep. So, uh, I don't know. I, I really don't think it's ever going to happen. Uh, Vinny Paul made it very clear that he's not interested. Uh, I was reading an article this week where the very first singer of Pantera was like, he read uh, Rex Brown's book, 101 Proof. The, yeah. the true story. He was like, damn, I can't believe how hard he was on Vinny. So I don't know where those guys stand with each other. So. It's true, man. It's uh, some heated. Uh, yeah, I mean, there would obviously have to be a lot of mending of the fences in between that. And, uh, you know, I'm not counting my uh, chickens on that one before no. they hatch because it's probably not going to happen. No. But you know what? The closest thing you'll see is, uh, you know, down or Phil Anselmo playing some. Uh, Playing some covers. Yeah, they do Pantera covers with uh, the Illegals, I think, too. They do, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm not counting my chickens on that one either because I don't have any chickens. Oh, cool. Yeah. Because you need China, the Chinese chickens? Uh, February 5th, the day before February 10th, they declared that they were going to be creating a Cliff Burton Day in honor of what, a, what would have been his 56th birthday. And it's cool to see. Uh, and what were you saying earlier? There was a, uh, uh, like a, what was it? Not a crowdfunding. No, it was a change.org petition yeah, yeah. Okay. by um, fans of Cliff Burton, fans of Metallica. And uh, this past week, Metallica tweeted it out that it was officially announced at Alameda County, which is the county that Cliff Burton grew up in, in the uh, Bay Area, that the February 10th, his birthday will now be considered Cliff Burton Day, which is awesome. And uh, you know what? I'm going to challenge everyone that's listening to Metal Shop that's, uh, let's make this a huge thing. Let's make this a thing up here in the Northwest, too. Like, let, let's support it, and let's make it a deal. Like, every February 10th, like, jam out to old school Metallica, wear your uh, old school Cliff Burton T-shirts or anything you can do, man. Post uh, post videos. Pe- keep people aware that, like, this guy was seminal, important in metal, and, uh, you know, it might not be an official thing up here in the Northwest, but nah, it, just, it should be. It should be. Just keep this guy alive, man, with with his memories and and with the music. And uh, you know, every February tenth, maybe uh, drink a little bit of beer and uh, watch Cliff them all. Uh, we uh, mentioned last year. It came out that uh, Ray Burton, Cliff Burton's dad, who's ninety three, by the way, he's awesome. He's been quietly contributing the uh, like, what do you call it? Um, royalties, right, mm-hmm. from all mm-hmm. the old Metallica mm-hmm. records. He's been contributing all of that to music scholarships down That's in California. That's so awesome. That's so awesome. There's a radio station down in San Francisco that did it, an interview with Ray Burton, and he said, uh, and this is kind of cool, he said, talking about his son, he said it was all Cliff's initiative. Cliff used to watch Barney Miller, the detective show, and he absolutely loved the bass that started the show off. So he came to his mother and me one day and said, Mom and Dad, I want to learn to play the bass. That's so cool. So Barney Miller. Who who would have known? Who would have? Barney Miller has metal influence. Is uh, the reason Metallica is a thing. <laughs> uh, you over, know, you got to give Cliff Burton's dad a lot of credit too, because ev- it seems like every time somebody wants to talk to that guy about his kid, he's always open to it. He's down. He's always doing interviews, and he's 
he stayed as much as he can an active member of the metal community. And I think that's really cool because there's a lot of folks that would have just kind of checked out. Plus he's 93. Yeah. 93 year old man still holding it down. Ray Burton. This one's to you, bro. Much love, Ray. Uh, Overkill's working on a new record. Yeah. We have an, an announcements of some announcements. Nothing to play for you or show for you or dates or anything, but they're uh, working on a new record. Ryan put up a hot take today on Facebook <laughs> where he said, Overkill, greater than Slayer, Metallica, and Anthrax. And what about Megadeth? Ooh. You going to back that Ooh. up, Ryan? What's up? I'm not, I'm not going to say greater than Megadeth because rest in peace. But yeah, I'll take Overkill over... Any of the big four, for the most part, Other you know they've Megadeth. they've got a they've got a much wider discography than most of the bands on the big four, and all those records are uh, arguably, in my opinion, better. Yeah, they're heavy. So what do you? Uh, guys, what, I can't back that. Over Overkill has, as they have progressed, seemingly gotten better and better for the most part. Whereas I cannot say very much say the same thing for mm. you know. The bands in the big four. You know, I'll agree with that. And they're one of the bands that kept it going during the 90s. Mm-hmm. Kept putting out good good metal records in the 90s when it was a little weird. Uh, <laughs> I Honestly, like, I'm just going to throw this in there. Like, I like Overkill a little bit, but, like, I'll throw it on. I can't stop laughing when I listen to him because the guy's voice is like... <laughs> I, don't li- I don't laugh when I listen to Slayer. Yeah, that's true. You know, so I, like... Why are you laughing? Why are you laughing, Because Bobby dog? Blitz is hilarious voice, dude. <laughs> He's I don't know. Ripped. Overkill like... rages, but in my opinion, Slayer and Metallica are are like are like a religion, bro. Are, are they as good as Striper? They're a religion, bro. Striper, no. Bro. Well, that's the thing. Striper is the ultimate. I mean, know? if we're gonna talk to about hell religion, with the devil, we gotta talk about Striper. Exactly. Oh snap! Yeah, to so, hell with the devil, brother. Um, I just put this in here because I thought it was funny because <laughs> the, the title of the article it says, "Listen to Striper's heavy new song." It's called "Take It to the Cross." Everybody's just, <laughs> <laughs> uh, everybody's just laughing. Take it to the cross. I gotta follow up. We gotta follow up on this. Let's see if I haven't heard this yet. Let's see if it's actually heavy. What? This is Striper. What the? F- Wait, no, sorry, that was the Ghost Inside stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. All right, I'm gonna skip into this. Nope. Two minutes of an intro. Let's keep going. This is not as terrible as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. No? Sounds like Dream Evil. All right. Well, I mean, honestly, I could have like mistaken that for like a new Accept song or something. The Yellow and Black Attack. Listen, to, listen to it. <laughs> oh, that's cheesy. I'm good on that. Speaking of cheesy, the album is called Goddamn Evil, and uh, it's coming out uh, <laughs> April 20th, 420 on Frontiers Music SRL. Wow. So, uh, wow. you know, Michael Sweet, is uh, his band is continuing on. So, hey, you know what? For all the Slayers, there's got to be the counterbalance. <laughs> yeah, and, and speaking of cheesy, I don't know why. Again, don't know why. Apocalyptica is coming back to the Northwest, not playing Seattle. I would love to see Apocalyptica because they're doing their Metallica by Four Cellos tour where they're just doing all Metallica stuff. That's how the band got popular, man. Yeah, they, they were just a cover band, kind of. But they are playing Spokane, so if you're willing to make the drive, if you're really into Apocalyptica, which I know a lot of people are. Some people are. They're really fun to watch, and uh, 
You know, if you want to see this, Plays Metallica by Four Cellos. May 7th is going to be hitting it up in Spokane. So. Spokane. At the Martin Wolfson Theater at the Fox. Sweet. Code Orange lost the Grammy this year. Womp, womp, To Mastodon. And again, I forgot. Meshuga, Body Count. And then there was yep. one. Oh, August Burns Red. That's yep. right. That was the other one. And uh, Code Orange, you know, I mean, they might not have won the Grammy, but this is their first time around as actually being nominated. And the fact that these guys are were relatively unknown uh, in the mainstream before the record uh, Forever, which was released on Roadrunner, means that that wasn't massive, man. Like to oh, they're uh, making moves to be on uh, all over social media to be all over uh, billboards in L.A. Like actually, Roadrunner was uh, was putting out these these uh, billboards all over L.A. that said, for your consideration for the Grammys, Code Orange. That's cool. Um, they were in WWE in 2017. They did a live performance at a, an event. They Their records sold a ton, and they toured with so many good bands like Meshuga. They toured with Deftones. And uh, this year, they're uh, following it up with a single on the Adult Swim website, and it's called Only One Way. It's in classic Code Orange uh you know, style. It's it's weird. It's out there. It's industrial. It's melodic rock. Should we play a little? It's metal. It's hardcore. Yeah, play a little bit, man. It's an intro, man. Skip in a little bit. Here we go. Nope, same riff. Did you guys uh, see the Twitter beef going on with Cord Orange this week? No. Yeah. So there's this band called Of Mice and Men. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they were saying, so if, if Coda Orange should have won the Grammy this year, then shouldn't Norma Jean have been nominated in like 2004 or whatever? And they, they were basically saying that they yeah. ripped off Norma Jean. So they succinctly responded with, eat <laughs> Yup. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Kodo, Who Kodo cares? doesn't give a f- man. I think if anybody deserved that Grammy this year, it should have been Mashuga. Because that band has done more for metal than any other band on that list. No, man, Jethro Tull. <laughs> One flutie boy. That's all you need. <laughs> That's all you need, dude. So Killswitch Engage I think is, it should have uh, been Striper. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Killswitch Engage, hoping to have a new uh, album out uh, by summer 2018. So Ryan can hear the, yeah, yeah, my heart yeah, makes me. I love the singies, yeah, singy, singy, singy. Your beard makes me wet. Yeah. Bummer Engage. Will you be my gay lover? <laughs> Speaking of which, Deicide's putting out a new record this year. Glenn Benton, one of the creepiest dudes I've ever... Ever seen in my life. Uh, well, he has an upside-down cross on his forehead. Yeah. you expecting him to be, like, sane? Did you guys ever hear the story of what he tells his kids about that? Oh, God. Because somebody, one of his kids was like, how did you get the cross? And he said he was running in church and he slipped and fell. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome. 
Yeah, uh, he was burned by Jesus. But yeah, it's the fir- follow-up to their 2013 record, In the Minds of Evil. It's been a few years, uh, five years to be exact. He said, uh, Steve, their drummer, who's actually super f***ing awesome, we hung out with yeah. him a few cool, years cool, back. Cool, 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 dude. He said, uh, the band's upcoming disc will be heavy as That's <laughs> such a great... I it's love that, be dude. heavy as bro. I mean, what else do you need to say? I think that pretty much sums it up. I mean, if it's not heavy as Steve, we're coming to find you, and Dude, we're taking you to church. Speaking Dude. speaking as heavy as shit. Oh God! Uh, D. Snyder is uh, is a dude that you know a lot of people don't don't got love for D. Snyder, but I got love for D. Snyder, man. He is a he is an outspoken dude that uh, that stood up for artists' right yeah, to man. do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, to he's say not going to take want. it, man. He's not taking it. I mean, if you remember the uh, the trial with like Tipper Gore, where they were trying to yeah. ban music, he was the one who came in there dressed like a crazy maniac, straight up twisted sister garb. Yep. But he spoke very eloquently, and he spoke uh, passionately about the uh, musicians' rights to uh, speak their minds. So, aside from being a very influential musician, he's also kind of a bad badass. I mean, he actually followed through on it, like, and he, he did. Was, yeah, he was real about it. That uh, said, the reason why we mentioned Mister Snyder, yeah, is, uh, I was listening, and I know you do too. The the Jamie Josta podcast, yup, and uh, Jamie like kind of out of nowhere one day just like came up with this idea. He was like, hey. If I wrote a fucking metal record and got D. Snyder to sing on it, would anybody be into it? And apparently somebody told D. or whatever. He goes, yeah, fuck yeah. So uh, now uh, Jamie Josta and D. Snyder are putting out a fucking record together. Yep, it's uh, untitled so far, but it's being produced by hate vocalist Jamie Josta. Uh, tentatively featured con- contributions from Howard Jones, uh, Mark Morton from Lamb of God, Joel Grind and Nick Belmore from Toxic Holocaust, Charlie Belmore from Kingdom of Sorrow. Song titles set to appear on the LP include American Made and Lies Are a Business. I want uh, like I honestly I think this might metal be record. pretty good. Yeah, I'm stoked to hear it, man. I would love to uh, interview D and Jamie like uh, in in the uh, release of it before that. So. so D said, Jamie's a fan of mine. I was on his podcast. He literally challenged me on the air. He said, "Dude, you're iconic. I think you need to do a true, uh, like a true metal record." Yeah. Think uh, Halford's resurrection in that direction. He said, "Well, what do you got in mind?" He said, "Dude, I'll produce it. I got songs. I got people stumbling over each other to write a song for D Snyder." What a random ass thing to happen. That's great, man. That's Some- so cool. He's got to put it out there in the universe sometimes, I guess. So, uh, a dude that's uh, pretty outspoken when it comes to, uh, you know, the metal world, Danny Filth of Cradle of Filth. You know, he gets a lot of shade. A lot of people make fun of Cradle of Filth. Honestly, I thought that last record was killer. The new Cradle of Filth record. It's and, a lot uh, better than... I might not yeah. be cult or underground for saying that, yeah, but I don't f- it. I don't think Cradle of Filth is considered cult by people who are cult. Exactly. So, f*** it. Uh, he basically, in, an, in a recent interview, he said he doesn't believe the frontman of Slayer. Uh, he doesn't believe the yeah, so S- here, Slayer saying it's their farewell tour. He said, I don't believe it for an instant. I fell for the Aussie touring for the last time in 83 or whatever it was. <laughs> uh, I think the Scorpions have done it. Except have done it. I mean, I, if the money's right, people come out of retirement. He said it's another way to boost their sales for a bit, announcing the last tour. I hope it's not their last tour. I would be a bit sad if it is. Whatever. I think the same applies to them as people like Glenn Danzig. Just think, do I need to be doing it? Am I comfortable? They're probably pretty comfortable enough to be close to retirement. They get paid well for gigs. I think they'll be all right. So that's the thing. Like, I would take that to Vegas. Is Slayer going to actually be done? Are they actually going to be Have like a Slayer hotel. I I think they're going to do some one-offs and they're going to make bank. Yeah, they are. They're making, they're going to be, yeah, they're cashing in huge 
And I mean, like, honestly, in my opinion, I think they deserve it. They've been working really hard. They tour all the time. They all have kids and families and stuff like that. It's hard to be away. And at this point, like, you've put out 30, almost 35 years of heavy metal. Just stop. You know, you'd be able to deserve to f***ing chill for a little while. Yeah. They, I mean, they could... They could retire on the music that they already put out. They they probably made a ton of money, and they pro- they make so much fucking merch money. And on royalties, too, for all those huge records when records were selling so big in the 80s and exactly. 90s. Exactly. People still buy stuff on iTunes, too, you know? I mean, they can make royalty and the fucking logo, stamp that on anything, and that's going to sell. Exactly. So Slayer, you know, I, I support them giving it up. I support them just throwing in the towel and being like, yo. They earned it. This is cool. We're done. Uh, Megadeth, Dave Mustaine, though, recently came out and said he wants to do a big three tour. Did you guys see that? He said, well, Metallica's not really into it, so we should just do the big three. And every single one of us just, you're doing it right now. Everybody just goes. I roll. It's a, that is the most blatant cash in. Like, dude, (laughs) address your own band's legacy. Let them do what they want. You don't need to make a couple of extra bucks after you're, oh, I can't sell my fucking $3.3 million mansion. Ugh, I had to drop it by 300000 Dave, shut the fuck up. Speaking of addressing Megadeth's legacy, he mentioned the concept of re-recording Killing Is My Business and Business Is Good, which would be a huge fucking insult to the awesome musicians that went and worked on that record exactly. and were in Megadeth at the time. We're talking about cash grabs right now, I guess. Right? But he he did mention that, you know, it's something that was brought up, but he he did say that, like, he's going to focus on the stuff that they have now because they're looking forward to getting to the studio and just starting and working with uh, the, the musicians he, that are in the band now. So I mean, uh, Exodus did it with Bonded by Blood, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of that had to do with, like, when they were recording that in the mid-'80s. The production just wasn't that great. Yeah. yeah. So when they redid it, it sounded real nice and crisp and clean. Megadeth, dude, that record stands on its own two feet. Like, you don't need to do that. Uh, you in know, my opinion, I think the, the when suicidal tendencies went back and recorded all the stuff, I thought it was sounded cheesy as f- dude because they added all these extra solos on top of it. It just wasn't necessary, right? And I mean, yeah, like what what's up with like Nick Menza, dude? Like, what are you gonna do about that? Yeah, dude's gone, dude. Friedman and Menza on those records, like that. When people think of Megadeth, that's the lineup that they want to see. That's the lineup that they think about. And to go and tarnish that, even though the musicians that are in Megadeth right now are Oh, they're killer. sterile. Yeah. They're killer world class players. Dirk and Kiko, man, they yeah. crush it. But I don't want to hear that record re recorded. Yeah. I don't want to listen to that. If I want to listen to that record, I want to go listen to Nick play it. Right. Maybe it would be cool to hear them play that record live. Yeah, yeah. And do, a then tour do an or album. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes. Record the re, like do do a live recording of them playing that record. That would be savage because yeah, I bet. But don't literally like redo the record. Um, yeah, I'm good. That's just a way of you know kind of like trying to like split royalties and get more money off and of and then just try and be relevant. I mean, Dystopia, up. that record, that last record, record, it was really good. It was freaking ripping. And I know how hard that is for Ian to say. And I fucking hate Dave Mustaine. Well, that credit where credit is due. That was a that was a ripping record. I thought Dystopia was better than Slayer's last record. Yeah, I thought it well, was. Yeah. I thought it was better than Metallica's last record. And I thought it kicked the ever living the last thing Anthrax put out. I agree. And I mean. <laughs> 
That's weird because like Super Crusher, which came out in 2013, was Super Collider. Super, yeah, super Collider. Collider. It was yeah. so bad. What so are you talking like, about, bro? This shit was together. hard. I don't know. Whatever. Just kidding. So uh, <laughs> we've all read like uh, autobiographies from these metal musicians. Yeah, I, actually, you know they're what? They're super one, interesting. One of uh, Ryan's first tasks as an intern was to uh, read the Dave Messina autobiography. How did you like that, Ryan? I failed the shit out of that task because <laughs> I didn't read, read that for Dave. Yeah, there's no well, cliff notes for that. It is still sitting on my bookshelf with a little note attached to the jacket that just says, nope. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, look, I'm not, Rude. A, I'm not a huge Slipknot fan, but reading Corey Taylor's books are awesome. Like, yeah. He's such a good writer. Uh, shout out to Mark Eglinton from Scotland, who uh, used to live in the Northwest here. He penned the uh, Ghost Wrote, the Rex Brown 101 Proof autobiography. Uh, Adam Nergal uh, from Behemoth just put out a book, and now K.K. Downing from Judas Priest is coming out with one. That's awesome. See, that one, that one I'll read. To this yes, day, I agree. my favorite Rockstar autobiography, and if, if you're listening to this, and both of you as well, if you've never read this book, go read Keith Moon's biography, oh, because okay. it is the most insane, twisted <laughs> thing you will ever put in your brain. You have to go and read that. If you want to learn where all these other rock stars learned how to party... Keith was Keith the originator <laughs> of all that. It's almost like watching uh, Jerry Springer. I got a couple <laughs> suggestions to throw on that uh, pile. Uh, Cash by Johnny Cash. Yes. Mm-hmm. And also uh, The Dirt by Motley Crue. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would be a good one. Yeah, because that, yeah. that's got everyone, man. And they're all telling their stories about it. And uh, they have a lot of uh, a good memory of being really f***ed up, apparently. So. Uh, and, you know, like I I love Richie Faulkner in, uh, in Judas Priest, but K.K. Downing is... I mean, as close to a metal guitar god as you can get. And uh, he's putting out this book uh, September 18th later this year. It's called Heavy Duty Days and Nights in Judas Priest. He says, recollecting my life as I've done in this book has often brought me close to tears. But it's also made me laugh with the fondest memories. It's true I've made many friends along the way, but it's also true I've made some enemies. One thing's for sure, the music has been everything to me. It's not only been my salvation, but it's also brought me closer to the people of so many nations. Can also uh, honestly say I consider all of you to be my very dear friends. So uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. I think it's going to be a good, good autobiography. September 18th, get it for somebody for Christmas. Get it for me. Get it for me. What if we got each other that? That'd be cool. What if we just skipped it and bought it for ourselves? All right, cool. Okay. Well, you know we're not going to let you escape an episode of Metal Shop's Backstage Pass without entering Brutal Poetry, Too Hot for Radio Lounge. Oh, yeah. As usual, we are uh, steeping, stooping to new lows. We go back steeping to steeping. We're steeping in new lows. 2002, the record "Orgasm-Induced Diarrhea" came out <laughs> by a band called Goratory. Tonight, Kevin reads you a passage from "Severed Stump." Kevin, take Jesus. it away. Organs spilled all over the floor. Intestinal residue makes me bored. Fingers, skullcaps, knees, and torsos strewn across my backward porch. Backyard porch. The limbs and the broken tendons cook in the sun. I puke from the meat to bile. A dozen amputees lay on the kitchen table. Body parts a trophy for a torture master. As blood ran down my legs, I noticed my was severed Uh, 10 feet across the room surprise my bleeding lay detached and lifeless (laughs) 
It must have been that table saw from Sears. <laughs> or the pliers from Home Depot. It could have been bit off in a struggle. Or torn by some screaming slut. Jesus. I always start with their p as the blade hits some shit, sprays out. Their screams will die off when a euphoric sense from blood loss kicks in. In some form of blood-soaked amazement, I could have laid my on the table without a second guess ending my insanity. Across the table, saw spewing blood and urine, lacerating organs for a course of meat. My nights are long and daring, but flesh was meant for tearing. Wow. Uh, very good. Very good. Very appropriate. It was probably that saw from Sears. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, have a happy Valentine's Day, and we'll see you again uh, next, or the week after next. I think we got Frank, or, no, I think we got something for next week. Hell yeah, we and, do. And then Frank from Belfed Weapon will be the week after that. That was episode 121, man. All right, go f*** yourselves, and uh, have a good week. We'll see you soon. It's Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. This has been Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.